Welcome to the Cash Calf Podcast, where we talk about everything business, including the mentality and practicality of the side hustle. Here are your hosts, Tyler Martin and Matt Bitter. Like we say every day, let's just, uh, the minute we come in the room, let's push play. Because we should. Yeah, that was, we always have, you know, that was a good 15, 20 <laughs> minutes good. of good chatting before we even get into the meat of the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was good stuff, but, you know, maybe a little too, maybe a little too deep. Maybe. Someday we'll, uh. We'll dive. We'll, we'll dive off the high dive. We ought to do a, you know, it wouldn't go along with cash calf, but maybe, you know, on what we should do with all of the conspiracy theory debunking oh, stuff, yeah. you know, like there's some good info out there about that stuff. So, yeah. And even if none of it's true, just looking at the opposition yeah. is, is important. Yeah. You know, it, so atoms exist. Do they? You know, like just mm-hmm. look, look really looking into it just questioning it that's what all i'm saying mm-hmm. like yeah atoms exist and there's protons and electrons and neutrons and electrons and, but are there maybe that's what we were yeah. taught yeah yeah so it's you just know. important to question it mm-hmm. that's it mm-hmm. i would like to see an electron microscope and and look in there and actually see one myself yeah it would be cool yeah, yeah there'd be a lot of things is, like it is, that it is uh yeah it is interesting yeah. Like just the, like why not question everything you know and yeah. it's so did you see that and I haven't looked into this enough to know but I was uh, scrolling scrolling a, a feed and saw like there's now a ministry of disinformation or something oh, that yeah. you know is, yeah, is coming out ministry of truth I believe is what it's called and I mean isn't can... that actually like okay like. Even going back to Trump. Okay, you named the Space Force the Space Force. Yep. And now we're getting a Ministry of Truth. Like, yeah. is this some kind of like reality TV show or something? Yeah, it's weird. Um, maybe maybe very political, but uh, every dictatorship has had mm-hmm. a Ministry of Truth. Mm-hmm. And if you're having these Ministries of Truth at the same time that they're disarming the population... It's really scary. Yeah. I don't care if you're left, right, black, green, white, liberal, conservative, doesn't matter. If the government is trying to disarm the populace at the same time they're trying to tell you what's true and what's not, we should be questioning everything. Right. Well, and I mean, people are like, oh, well, that's great because those views are what my views are. And so there's yeah. no op- opposition to my views. They will come for you next. Mm-hmm. Like, you might be on the right side of it today, but you should be upholding the rights of your opposition because at some point, the pendulum swings the other direction. Yeah. You know, and so this whole thing of even having sides to begin with is bizarre as far as that kind of stuff goes. And then just that people fight so hard for what their side is is kind of crazy. But Yeah, yeah, sides are... Sides are crazy. Like, you could even say sides in, like, business versus job. Like, you know, mm-hmm. business owner versus employee. It's like, no, there's there's always middle grounds. And mm-hmm. we should be looking at what's best 
like what's best for us, what's best for the country, what's best for humanity. And it's okay if I believe something that you don't believe. Like, I, I don't want to vote for someone just because they're Democrat or just because they're Republican or whatever. I want to vote because they align with my personal views. Um, that's what's important. This whole, yeah, that Ministry of Truth thing, that's just scary. Mm-hmm. That's just scary. That's, well, and I think, wasn't it Thomas Jefferson that said, uh, question even the very existence of God for, yeah. for you know, if there be a God, surely he values honest questioning over blind following or something like that, you yeah. know? Um, Absolutely. Why not? Yeah. You know? And I think the answer is a lot of times the other side doesn't want the truth to come out, you know, yeah. because it's, it's pretty obvious to see some of this stuff. I saw a, uh, do you follow Forbes on any, like on Facebook or anything? No. Which is crazy. Like they used to be a business magazine, right? That's kind of why I would follow them for business articles and stuff. They are totally political. Yeah. And it's interesting because even the Forbes, who was the guy that started Forbes? Like Mike, Michael Forbes, Mike Forbes. I have I no I idea, but uh, maybe Steve Forbes. I think Steve Forbes, a uh, pretty conservative guy, really, Yeah. Um, politically. And, uh, like, it's completely off the rails, Go, you know, going liberal ideology and whatever. Like, I saw, I saw an article, so the, and some, like, you look at the article headings and you're like, okay, do we have, like, fifth graders writing this stuff? You know, it's just ridiculous. But the other day... Um, it was talking about, I guess there's some lawmakers that are doing something, like trying to introduce some bills to look into research on ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine or something, something yeah. having to do with that to shed some light on that and actually bring some truth out around that. So this article's basically like, showing how dumb those people are or whatever for introducing a bill or looking into a congressional hearing or whatever on this stuff. Well, the picture that they use for it is ivermectin, a box of ivermectin, and it's the horse paste kind. Yep. So it has a, a horse on the box, and it has, like, apple-flavored paste yeah. for a horse. It's all propaganda. They, they totally, you know... Let's not put any pills on there that have been used for human consumption for decades. Yep. Let's put the horse paste up there to make it look as crazy as we possibly can. That a Nobel Prize was won over. Right. That has saved the lives of billions of people. That's actually an anti-malaria drug, right? Yeah. Yeah. But let's put the horse thing up there because that's what's going to move our agenda forward the most. Yeah. And so then all the comments are like, yeah, these politicians are idiots wanting to look into this and... What a bunch of dumb people taking horse paste and all this stuff. And it's like, how, for as much information and as much discussion against that has been out there, how do people still think that it's just a horse paste? You know, yeah. I mean, I, I don't yeah. know. I, I, well, I think it, it comes down to, in a way, maybe it's roundabout, but the education system. From the very beginning, we're taught, you just listen to your teachers. You just... You just tell, you just listen and, and do what your teachers say and what your teachers say is gospel and mm -hmm. that's just how it is. And then, you know, they go through high school and they get to college and they do whatever their college professors say. And then they go to an airport one time and 
CNN's on and they've been indoctrinated to CNN the whole time. So whatever CNN says is okay. And mm-hmm. well, Forbes magazine, that's an important, uh, prominent magazine. So whatever Forbes says, that's true too. And all of a sudden the ministry of truth can kind of push whatever <laughs> agenda they want, whether it's true or not. Yeah. And, um, I think that's where it's important that people get out and they listen to podcasts and they read alternative articles and history, like read history, get back in, in the books and not the textbooks. Like the textbooks are, they're catered to Mm -hmm. what that, what, what they want to be pushing at the time. Um, the 1619 project is a great example of that. You know, we've been taught forever to judge a man by the content of his character and not the color of his skin, which I completely agree with. And then you have this 1619 project coming out, which says to judge people by through the color of their skin. And, and if you're white, then you need to look at humanity in one way. And if you're black, you need to look at humanity in a different way. And it's just, it's just nuts. It is. Yeah. It completely, and it seems like it's, it comes from the same people too. They say one thing, for a few years and then they completely flip it around, you know, yeah. and, and do something else. Like it's, it's just bizarre. It's weird to me how people don't see through that so yeah. easily. Yeah. They hail Elon Musk for being the pioneer of electric cars. And then once he buys Twitter, he's a, he's a villain. Yeah. Yep. It's just weird. Well, same with like taxing Disney. Yeah. Big corporations should pay their fair share. Okay. We're going to tax Disney. Wait a minute. We don't yeah, want yeah. you to do that. Yeah. Like it's so, there's so much hypocrisy. It's just astounding that as a population, we can't see that and be like, to heck with this. Like, yeah. we're going to change this. We're going to start voting differently. We're going to start, you know, we even have a, here in Idaho, we have a pretty ingrained political system, you know, yeah. leaders that have been in there forever. Like our congressmen have been in there forever. I even had a neighbor that's pretty big into politics, um, was having one of our representatives out to his house, like, I think it was yesterday, maybe for lunch, you know, like a meet and greet thing for this. I think he's, I think he's in the house of representatives. I don't think he's a Senator. I guess I don't know. I had to know that a little bit, but it's Mike Simpson. Oh yeah. Right. He's, he's, he's a representative. So, uh, and I'm like, the guy's been in there for, you know, maybe he's done some good things. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to. Probably I'm, has. I'm not going to argue against that. But the guy's been in there for forever. Like, ever since I was a little kid, yep. I can remember his name being on political signs and stuff. Yeah. And so <clears throat> what's the harm in voting in some of these people that are maybe younger? You know, that's the other weird thing. I don't see why we think it has to be somebody that's 60 or 70 years old to go and make those decisions, especially now. We have 20 and 30-year-olds that are running multi-billion dollar companies, starting multi-billion dollar companies and running them, yet we think that they're unfit to run for public office and and make some of these kinds of decisions. It'd probably be the best thing we ever did if there were some younger people in there making good decisions. Yeah. You know, but anyway. No, I totally agree. It's interesting. They call them rhinos, right? Mm -hmm. Like the... The right, and they're they're all over, and and, and it it is it's pretty deeply ingrained in Idaho, mm-hmm. which is weird because you just think of Idaho as like the last stand of freedom, that in Texas, but Texas is getting overrun now, and so, so are we. Idaho, so. yeah, 
Yeah, it's interesting. It is interesting to see what's going on. So, yeah. but with all of that, um, business. <laughs> so yeah, uh, it's important because with all of these political changes that are coming, there are things that are affecting our lives, and we need to be ahead of the curve. Um, you, we've got to know how to get out. And you, I honestly think if we're going to rely on wages, we're going to be living uh, an extremely uh, low income life. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you might be making a hundred thousand a year, but that doesn't matter when an apple is ten dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, when gasoline is ten dollars a gallon, we have. I, I believe that we have to get ahead of the curve by starting a side hustle, by starting a business. It's yeah. what runs the economy. It always has, but here soon, it's going to become a necessity. Yeah, and we, you know, we've talked in the past about the freedom that comes along with that too. You know, I mean that's there's limited things that we can do to change that system. But there's a lot of things that we can do personally to work within that system and find the ways that benefit us the best, whether that's keeping up with and and surpassing inflation or finding, you know, ways to reinvest our profits to, uh, to build our companies and stuff like that. Like there's things that we can do individually to insulate ourselves from some of those decisions. Now it gets to a point where it makes it harder and harder um, to do that. But we still have a country where we're able to function as entrepreneurs, as business people and everything else. And that gives us freedom from some of those other constraints. You know, we've even talked about being in a job. You might be, um, you might be censored or not necessarily censored, but you might, be a little bit hesitant on expressing some views on some issues or something like that because of repercussions that could happen, you know? So if you're able to take yourself out of those kind of situations, you have less people that are having the control over you, start your own business, start a side hustle. You're less dependent on them for income or fulfillment or whatever it is. And you're, you're able to be effective in that and, and affect more change too. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and you can affect change in the direction that you want it to be changed, you know, it, and, and passion. It's just sometimes, there's no sometimes, there are a lot of people that are extremely unhappy in their, in their job because there's just no passion there. Mm-hmm. Somehow we've got to figure out how to help all of humanity find their passion and, and move towards it. And I believe that in a free market, people find their place and they find their passion if they're allowed to. But we're kind of, I mean, back to the beginning, we're, we're kind of just not ever taught that. Like, you know, and we, we are taught you can, you can become whatever you want to be. You can do whatever you want to do. But I think that's very quickly, like, conditioned out of us. We might say it, but we never truly believe it. And that might be the circumstances that we're that, that we're born into. It might be school. It might be many factors. But really, business is where you can really can become anything you want, and you can do it at the scale that you want to do it. Mm-hmm. It can be as big as you want or as small as you want. You can put an hour a week into it, or you can put a hundred hours a week into it. But yeah. that passion—that's mm-hmm. I think that's what the world needs right now. Right now. Before we hit record, you know, we're talking about a lot of just current events. It's almost like people are waiting for that next current event so they have something to talk about. Yeah. It'd be really cool if people were just talking about what they're passionate about. Yeah. And regardless of the crap that's happening over here, 
hey, you know, no worries. Come on my podcast and listen to me talk about what I love. Like that would change. Oh, man, I'd love that world. Well, and I feel like we're trying to do that, right? Yeah, I mean, exactly. we have, you know, we have projects and businesses we're working on together. Outside of that, we're working on things that, you know, just those things that are exciting to us. Yeah. And <laughs> granted, we both like to kind of get in the muck and yeah. and know what's going on too. You know, it yeah. doesn't shelter us completely from that. For sure. But I want to be involved in that and I want to yeah. find ways that I can change that system for the better or change, not necessarily that system even. I mean, that would be wonderful, but I'm not like even thinking that bigger long-term, just even affect and change within my family or around yeah. my circle, you know, my, my circle of friends and circle of influence, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And you get a small amount of people doing that and it can affect a huge change. And I do think that we're seeing some of that. I think there's a yeah. lot of people that are going, wait a minute, this isn't what I signed up for. I'm going to go do something else. Yeah. And, and, you know, whether that's starting a business or speaking out on, you know, current events or whatever, I think that there is a big awakening maybe uh, yeah you know to a lot of this stuff yeah yeah i totally agree and and that momentum just needs to build it's the snowball effect you know snowball starts small and you roll it down a hill and then by the time it's to the bottom it's this big old thing that can take out whatever yeah it's just the snowball effect we have to be i think we have to be loud but not too loud we have to push but not shove Mm -hmm. you know and that's that's good and that's with that's with everything Uh, Not, not, I mean, uh, there's political undertones here, but, Mm -hmm. you know, politically, but also just in our lives and in our businesses and with our friends. And we've got to surround ourselves with like-minded individuals. Mm -hmm. Like that's in business and in life, you're the sum of the people that you hang out with. And so finding that group, finding that group, sticking to them, being, uh, being, um, uh, what's the right word um loyal like you know loyalty within there and then growing together mm-hmm. well and it's you know you sit when you're when you're saying that you know not trying to be political or anything yeah because we're not like we have a set of values here that we adhere to i don't really care what you know what those values fall what category they fall into like that's my values, you know, yeah. like being honest, creating value, being loyal, like you're talking about, you know, um, uh, uh, you know, I, I have a, a code of morality that I believe in and, yeah. and those kind of things. But it's just so weird that while we're talking about those list of virtues and principles that we believe in and try to live in our life, we have to say, not trying to be too political Uh, here. Yeah, very true. But we do, you know, and not that because it feels that way. It's like, okay, if you have this list of stuff, then you fall into a a certain political category and somebody that has a different set of, of beliefs is in a different political category. Like, that's exactly what the system wants. Yeah. You know, instead of just saying, hey, this is, these are my values and principles. If you want to hang out with me, you're more than welcome to yeah. come along and hang out. Like, yeah. that's it, you know, kind of. Yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of businesses taking political stances. Yeah. As far as, you know, the, the black square that came along for a little while. And if you didn't post a black square, then you're a racist sort of thing. And so bus- mm-hmm. businesses felt obligated. They're like, well, we have to do this now. It's like, no, 
no, no, no. You be your business. Like, you be your passion. And if your passion ends up being that, then then whatever. That's that's fine. But, like, I can go... I'll use Walmart. <laughs> I, I should be able to go to Walmart and buy stuff without thinking, uh, are they right or left? Mm-hmm. You know? No, just be your business. It's all good. Yeah. And then... Life is good. We should just love each other. But also with the caveat that if you are, like, I think it gets to a point to where, you know, certain businesses shouldn't discriminate in that way. Like, do they call, like, like, I think we talked about this. Isn't there, like, a category where, like, common carriers or something like that where it's, like, phone companies and all these different things can't really discriminate whether they're going to provide services or not? to and there was uh yeah i don't remember talking about that there was uh there was a company recently i'm trying to think but they were uh trying to um people were trying to claim basically that hey well you're you're like a common carrier you can't discriminate against us because of our beliefs kind of thing you know yeah um i think there's some laws that have to do with that kind of kind of thing which makes sense for sure but uh but also, like, kind of outside of that sphere, I do think businesses have the right to do whatever they want. Yes, totally agree. But then I have the right to vote with my dollars. Yeah. And the government shouldn't intervene and close down certain stores and, and other stores. It should be a level playing field across the, you know, across the spectrum to where I can cho- I can vote with my dollars on who I want to support. Yeah. You know? And we've seen a, a huge discrepancy in that where... Certain businesses are maybe shut down or regulated and other businesses aren't. And it kind of funnels people one way or the other. Yeah. Well, and and back to small group and what people can do, you know, look at Netflix right now. Netflix is failing. Mm -hmm. And they were trying to cater to a, a fairly small group of people being kind of that woke company. Now, all of a sudden, people are like, I'm out. You know, yeah. they're, they're pulling their money out of Netflix stock. They're they're canceling their memberships. And it's like, hey, maybe at some point that political agenda that you thought was going to help you, it's going to hurt you. Mm-hmm. Maybe stay apolitical, it, but de- depending on what the business wants to do, stay in your lane of providing DVDs for people. Yeah. And maybe you would have been just fine. But instead, you, you tried to go political. And like Trump said, everything woke goes to crap. Mm-hmm. So... Is it go woke, go broke? Yeah. Go woke, go broke. Just, uh. And I don't think that most people even care if there's a. That you could have access to whatever view it is on your own terms. You know, if yeah. there's a. If you want to have a subtitles in it, or not subtitles, but you want to have different categories and there's categories that I don't agree with on there and that I'm not going to click on, but somebody else is welcome to. I don't really have a problem with that. It's when they start pushing and it's everywhere, you know? And, and I think that's the problem that Netflix is probably running into. But if you want to start a business absolutely, and that's all you cater to is that one small niche, we talk about niches a lot on here. There's probably a lot of companies that cater well we know there is that cater to really small niches and they're very successful yeah and if that's what you want to do that's great like that's fine in this case netflix got really big and they tried to niche and they went into the wrong one yeah (laughs) so yeah well which is kind of interesting there is 
big companies have a hard time hitting small niches, right? Yeah. And so, yeah. which is why we there's do what opportunities. We do. Yes, there's tons of opportunity there. That's I hadn't thought about that, but that's a perfect example. Yeah, which they're popping up. You know, there's um, there there are alternatives to Netflix which are popping up and they're small but they hit that niche group and then all of a sudden they're doing pretty well mm -hmm. you know they might not be market cap of Netflix but if a lot of people are moving away from Netflix and then joining these niche groups those niche groups together it's going to equal the market cap of of Netflix mm -hmm. and and if we've learned anything from big big business there's a a book called good to great he talks about these businesses and or maybe maybe the book was called too big to fail. It was something along those lines. I think he, both of those are are book titles, right? Yeah, Good to yeah. great is and yeah, and too big to fail. He he ended up writing like a counter book to the first one because the ones that he thought were too big to fail failed. Hmm. They just started to make these very poor decisions, and it trickled. And you know, when you get into when you're in a very small business, small and large decisions can. How do, how do word this the best? If you're in a small business, you can make some pretty bad decisions and still be okay because you're small enough. But once you start to you get can in, turn, you can, you can, you can pivot. Adjust. Yeah, exactly. Pretty quickly. Yeah. You can pivot, you can adjust. But when you get really big and some of those decisions start to, to affect shareholders and then majority shareholders, it can die pretty fast. Mm -hmm. And you saw Twitter that that's not. Not very long of going Jack Dorsey, who is CEO and creator, correct, for a long time, goes, hey, I'm going to set this aside. They go to a very politically motivated CEO, and within months, he's out, and, and the company is now privately held by an individual. Mm -hmm. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You just got to have $44 billion laying around. I know. No, which is funny <laughs> because... It wasn't his $44 billion. No, he's out raising capital for it. Yeah. But he has the back, you know, I mean, guys are, but a good, good lesson there. You don't have to have, you don't have to have the $44 billion. You just have to know, have an idea and know how to run the thing and get it going and get people to believe in it with you. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got some pretty good ideas with it. I mean, first yeah. thing they want to do is get rid of all bots. So any, any account that's not real, just. Get rid of it. Mm -hmm. Authenticate human beings. Okay, so I use Twitter. I'm authenticated. I'm a real human. That makes sense. To use Twitter, you have to be a human. Yeah. Kind of makes sense. Devil's advocate on that, though. Like, people, can I use stuff anonymously oh, still? totally agree. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. And and I but think there he, is a lot of garbage around yes. bots and all that kind of stuff too. Yeah, I think we should absolutely be able to use it anonymously. And I don't want regulated. Although there are many websites I choose not to go to. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want the Ministry of Truth telling me right. what ones I can and cannot go to. Right. Which I think this opens up so many. We keep using the word niche and niche, um, whatever it is. Um, it opens up so many avenues. You know, you can go out and start your own web browser. There's that brave yeah, web browser. That's what I there's, use. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Um, there's DuckDuckGo. There's 
now there's people who are like, no, duck, duck, go is compromised. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, then there's other people that are coming up with the, the other ones and there's blockchain based. And I was thinking about, about niches. Yeah. I think I was thinking about the Netflix example you were talking about. So, I mean, think about like, I go on Netflix and I don't even like my wife's like, okay, hey, what do you want to watch? Pick something, you know? And I'm like, there's not even really anything on here I want to watch. Yep. And I'm going to watch pretty much the same, if me, myself. Now, like, me and my wife might watch a different movie or something like that. But me, myself, I'm going to watch pretty much the same genre of movies on any of these platforms. So say that you are a diehard John Wayne fan. And now Netflix is going under. So you're like, okay, well, I'm going to cater to all the John Wayne fans out there. Yeah. And I'm going to go and I'm going to upload every John Wayne fan that I possibly can to my website. They can pay a dollar a month to stream all of these, you know. So now you have johnwaynemovies.com. You could do warmovies.com. You could do romance movies. You know what I mean? And so now you're the, the expert around war movies and people are paying you specifically for a subscription to every war movie on the planet that you can yeah. get your 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 hands on. Yeah. Like Yeah. It, there's a massive niche opportunity right there. You know, and it is a benefit for me the customer cuz I know that well I'm just going to pay for what I want. I just want war movies. I don't want all the other crap that's on Netflix. And my wife can say, "Well, I don't I just want romance movies or whatever. I don't yeah. want all the other crap that's on Netflix." And so you're getting very specialized service, yep. probably at a cheaper price. You know, it, there's huge opportunities, even though these, we think these big businesses have it covered and there's no way to compete. That's true. There's probably no way to compete on a massive scale like they are. Yeah. But there's no way that they can compete with individualized niche market people that have a passion for something. Yeah. You know, they, they just can't get there. Mm-mm. They, they miss it all. No, and I love how you said earlier that you you can vote with your dollars. Mm-hmm. Like that's really that's really what it's all about. Uh, as far as free market capitalism, just don't tell me where to put my dollar, and then my dollar is going to curb that flow of businesses mm-hmm. that add or take away value. Yeah. And that's, that's really when it comes down to it. Netflix just doesn't give me value anymore. It used to. Mm-hmm. And then I went through a ton of series that we watched, and then we kind of started not watching as much, and now we do the same thing. We're like, hey, should we watch something? Yeah. You hop on Netflix, you're like, there's nothing on here. Mm-hmm. That's not giving me value anymore. Yep. So what do you want to do? I don't know. Let's play a board game. <laughs> yeah. There's more value in, I, I guarantee there's more value in playing Monopoly and learning life <laughs> skills from that than there is watching Netflix. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we're just kind of, and it's stupid because we probably, I don't know that we've canceled Netflix yet. It's like, that's such a great, it's such a great business model yep. to do subscriptions because I guarantee you I haven't got my money's worth out of oh, it. No, I agree. And I forget about it every month and everything. You know, I think we probably pay for like three, you know, like Hulu or something will have mm-hmm. a series that we want. So we'll pay for it and then forget to cancel after we get done watching the series or whatever, you know, I mean. Yep. No, I agree. It's a, it's a great business And model. if you did all of them, if you're doing Hulu and HBO and Showtime and Netflix and this and that. Disney and, yeah. yeah you're, 
you're hundreds of dollars a month into that. Mm-hmm. And so I actually said that to someone the other day. I was like, well, then you might as well get satellite. And they're like, well, no. There's nothing on because satellite there's either. nothing on satellite, yeah. and you can't just go watch it anytime you want. So that's where warmovie.com yeah. comes in for $2 a month. Yep. Johnwayne.com for $2 a month. And comedy for $2 a month. And romance for $2 a month. You get every movie in all of those. Maybe you can't access every movie. I'm sure there's copyright stuff and whatever. Yeah. But you get a dedicated channel of those kind of shows for eight bucks a month. Mm -hmm. There you go. There you go. Somebody out there, there's a yep. business for you right yeah. there. Yeah. Go start. Whatever happened to VidAngel? I think you can still use it. Okay. We, uh, <clears throat> we used it on something, but it was kind of clunky a okay. little bit, you know? Yeah. Um, but you would log into VidAngel and then you would log in. Maybe this is how it always worked. I don't know. And then you would log into like, an account that had what you wanted to watch and it would kind of run it through there, but it would, you could select what you wanted it to, yeah. to edit out or whatever. Okay. It was kind of interesting. It was, yeah. they've obviously changed their business model from what it used to be, I think. Yeah. But I think it's a lot better. We um, invested in it when it was kind of going out. Oh, really? I wonder. Well, maybe it did. Maybe it's, we used it. No, no, with, I, I think you're within right. Within the think, last year. Yeah, I think it is still in. I, I got an email, something about the shares. They probably aren't worth anything. Do you have, do you still have that investment? Well, I, it was, I, um, I don't know. I'll have to check into that. Yeah. Ooh, maybe I'm rich. Maybe so. You're <laughs> so <sweet>. like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Little did you know, like yeah. those people in crypto oh, that like. poor people. Or they forget about it and then they find their keys and passwords and whatever yeah. and get back on there and it's like eight million dollars now i was listening to one the other day he's a pretty prominent guy oh it was uh it was is grant cardone and he was paid for a speaking engagement in in bitcoin and i think it's worth i think he said three million dollars mm. which oh, he, really? he threw out like i i don't know i've got a little bit of bitcoin it was like three million dollars or something yeah like, Okay. Yeah. But to him, he's like, well, I'll just hold on to it and see what happens. And back then, it probably was a, a few hundred bucks, uh -huh. and now it's grown yeah. to that. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it is interesting. He's fun to follow. Yeah. Um, Just to, to kind of hear his background, drug addiction, that sort of thing, and then um, essentially just changed his addiction. He's still a very addictive personality. It's just now he's addicted to uh, real estate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and success. Yeah, he is good. I like his uh, his attitude about just just getting after it, you yeah. know, and just which I think is so key. I think that's the biggest hang up is people think, okay, I've got this idea. Now, how can I move it forward? You know, some of those action steps, and I've actually been thinking about that this last week because, um. Like, I feel like it's interesting being an entrepreneur. Um, I was going to ask you if you feel the same way. Like, sometimes it's, like, just crazy busy. Like, for whatever reason. For a, for weeks or months or days or whatever. You know, maybe even days of the week. You know, and it's, like, you can barely fit everything in. It, you know, and you're you're just, you know, scrambling to get everything done. And then other times it's, like, mundane steps like this last week i've got caught up on bills and accounting stuff and sat in front of a computer just doing kind of mundane stuff you know and it's like well this 
sucks. I had to be yeah. be out doing something important, but and I think it's easy to get in that um, to you know people get in that and they're like, well, I feel like I had to be doing you know kind of that restless thing, and then you the other extreme is well, I'm kind of tired. I've been doing a whole bunch. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's the action steps of it. All of it is important. Even the stuff that seems mundane and simple mm-hmm. and easy. But once you get past the initial part of, you know, getting the business off the ground and everything else, you kind of get into a mode where things are mundane and simple tasks and that yeah. kind of stuff. And it might almost feel like you're not growing or moving forward. And I don't know, do you ever feel that way? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it can be a big holdup for people. They've hit a certain level of, you could call it success, uh, and then they go, wait, this isn't, this isn't exactly what I wanted. And, and maybe what we were chasing isn't quite the right thing. Um, and I'm not answering the question correctly. Um, what I said I think is true. But, <clears throat> yes, I fall into it. Um, and it goes in cycles, but what, what will happen? And I think it goes really well with the book, the Mm e-myth you're the technician, the manager and the business owner, the entrepreneur. And we're in that technician role. And then we move to the manager role and then we move to the entrepreneur role, but then things aren't quite going how we want them to go in the managerial and the technical world. So we kind of move ourselves back over it. And the key is to find what you love as being a technician and do it. And then find what you love as being a manager and do it and then delegate everything else. Hmm. Um, be the idea man that's really good at delegation. So, you know, some of that accounting stuff, some of that book work stuff, if you like it, then... then I hate it. Yep. I then, absolutely hate it. Then delegate it. <laughs> and that's... And, and there's somebody, whether they're local or outsourced... Um, yeah. It's so, someone someone wants to do it. Yeah, and we do have somebody that does does some of it. Yeah, um, but I think that it's and even you know at the beginning you kind of have to yeah. do those things. Yep. And I think it's you just kind of have to. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. Knowing how to do it, so yeah. you know how to direct people when you're delegating that as well. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I talked to someone the other day who said that they're missing eighty thousand dollars out of their business. That better be a really big business doing lots of cash flow or yeah something so, because that's yeah to me like that's it's like holy like it would be no problem to find that because yeah, and that's what i asked yeah I was like okay so is this an invoicing issue is this is it possible that someone embezzled that like you mm-hmm. know, where does this all go and um you know that's where i think in the beginning, and these are actually, they're, they're great people that run a great business. I'm sure they're going to figure it all out. Right. But, um, it's probably just an oversight and it's like, Oh yeah, yeah, like that's what it is. Yeah. Whatever. It's not a big deal. But if you've never been in that role Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden someone tells you that you have an $80,000 discrepancy, it's going to be very difficult to go back and go, Hey, who can I find or how can I go find that? So I think it's really important in business. Um, Maybe later on when we're really good and we can just kind of start something big with managers in the beginning. But from the cash calf standpoint, do everything. Yeah. And then as you find out what you do and do not like to do, delegate it. 
and uh, find someone. I think the other important thing is finding that person that when you delegate it, they are so passionate about it. Like that book work is just, they mm-hmm. love it. They can't mm-hmm. wait to sit down and do it. Or they love the result or the outcome. Like, you know, I talk about sometimes we have the rock climbing gym and I don't really rock climb that much. I'm not super passionate about rock climbing itself, but I'm very passionate about seeing people completely change their lives because they've never climbed a wall and then all of a sudden they're 60 feet in the air or that becomes their new workout routine or they find their spouse here or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, That's what makes me excited and passionate, but I don't set the routes. You know, I don't, I don't change the rock climbing holds up. We found people that are absolutely passionate about that. Yeah. And that, I think that's, I've seen your people out here and they just like have all that stuff spread out and yeah. they're just like it's an figuring it out. Like it is cool to see. Yeah. yeah. But I, I do think it would drive me crazy. It's like putting a puzzle together. Kind of, exactly. Know? And they are, and they, they can't wait to put that puzzle together. So it's something that I don't get, that I don't understand, but I know that it's important and they love it. Mm-hmm. So we find the right people to do it. And then the end result is that someone's here and they're climbing a route that happens to be art that values exchange. It's just really interesting. Yeah. So I think that's kind of the key. And from an entrepreneurial standpoint, it's all ups and downs. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have weeks that you don't think you can get anything done. And then you're going to have other weeks where everything is done. Maybe it's time to grow. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's it too, is like, okay, if you're, if you're, and it probably depends on the kind of business. Like there's some businesses that, you know, you're, you're planning a big project and that planning stage takes a ton of time or whatever to kind of get everything sorted out. Well, then once you get past the planning stage and you have, say, people hired to do a lot of the tasks, well, you're going to find yourself in that role of, wait a minute, I just went from being super busy to I'm not doing anything or I drive around and I manage these people doing the work kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And so I think it's important to understand that another thing could be have outlets or maybe another project that you can be focusing on during that time, which is kind of where I'm at right now, you know, is like finding other things to not feel like I'm going stir crazy, which is, which is a good thing. Um, but it's, I think, I think too, it's important for people to understand that there is a lot of mundane, simple tasks that go on behind the scenes that business owners are doing. Yeah. You know, like I look at Grant Cardone, for example, since we're talking about him, real estate deal, and you look on social media and all, it's like, holy smokes, all this guy does is negotiate deals, yeah. which is probably true, which that's. To me, that's the fun part of real estate is negotiating deals, looking at new possibilities, all of these kind of things. And so you you follow somebody like a Grant Cardone that's doing, that is expressing that on their social media. Well, it looks like that's all they're doing nonstop all the time. Well, probably what's really going on is they're negotiating on maybe a dozen deals a year, maybe less. I don't know. And that's just the highlight reel. Yeah. And actually, day-to-day, there is some mundane, simple things going on that aren't the big, exciting things flying, I don't know. With him, he 
he's got enough stuff going on too. He's always doing, you know, uh, conferences and traveling around and stuff. Like he's got a lot of cool stuff going on. But if you're a lot smaller than that or just starting out, there's going to be some times where you're wondering, am I doing, am I doing anything here? You know, yeah. kind of thing. And, and you've got to kind of be a little bit patient there too, I feel like. Yeah. So. I totally agree. Anyway. And th- it's. It's just, we talk about action a lot. And I think it's important to understand that action doesn't mean these big, huge things, all the, these big, huge, exciting things all the time. For sure. It might, it's going to be some of that with a lot of simple, mundane, easy, you know, not necessarily easy, but just stuff that you're going to have to grind through along the way, like phone calls. Yeah. Like I'll have days where I do nothing but talk on the phone and feel like I got to the end. I got no answers at the end of the day that I needed. Yeah. But I had to make all of those phone calls. Like I had to talk to all those people. And even though I didn't do any physical work or come up with anything new, that still work. Like it still had to be done. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it is a complete mindset shift. I mean, if we're going from a, a job to entrepreneurship, your time is, is valued completely differently. You know, I'll do the same thing. I'll go through a day and I get to the end. I'm like, Kira, I didn't do anything today. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I like, I don't feel like I did a thing. But then you start to go through and you're like, well, I talked to customers for three hours here and I was over here talking to a contractor and then I drove around because I was looking at this property and, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, you were doing something. It's just valued very differently. Yeah. And um, Kira lately has been saying, she's like, I always have to be doing something, whether it's productive or not. So she's seeing that as a fault and, and, and maybe like it. It could be, you know, some of our strengths are also our faults. Mm -hmm. Well, she's really good at doing things. Sometimes, though, we need to sit back and go, hey, I I was successful in this part of my life. I can relax. Yeah. It's okay to relax. Yeah. Um, Something that entrepreneurs don't do is sit back and relax. Mm -hmm. You You go to watch that Netflix movie and it's like, well, I'm editing this book or, you know, I'm going to just do this. No, like play that game with your kids. Um, sit down and actually watch the romance movie with your wife. Mm-hmm. It might get you lucky later. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's it's important. I, I maybe that's part of this is some of our biggest strengths are part of uh, also our biggest weaknesses. We kind of chatted about how we were going to talk about simple things that are done during the day and how that can really turn into big, big mm-hmm. things. Um, what, that was the biggest when I was working a full-time job and doing side businesses. I would just, um, and this was, it, it helped that I worked at the fire station and I had, uh, because it was, you know, two days on four days off. Um, <clears throat> it also helped that after a certain time of day, you could kind of go off and do your own thing. And I tried to make a very solid line on like, Hey, while I'm there getting paid by the taxpayer, I'm not going to do any work, even if it's after five o'clock and that sort of thing. But every day I would try to do four or five things that just had something to do with the business, you know? So that might be where someone's at right now. They're like, I've got a side business, but I don't know how to take it to the next level. I don't know how to do this or that. Just do a few things in a day that have something to do with that business. It could be something small. It could be Twittering about it, tweeting, (laughs) tweeting about it. It could be, um, you know, some Instagram post. It could be just calling up a customer and saying, hey, just wanted to say thanks and hope you're having a good day. Like something. Yeah. Those little things start to add up. Yeah. 
they do well and that's that's the and i think too find a way to keep track of those and that's what i one thing i started doing like i'll in my notes instead of having a to-do list i just put actions yeah my actions list and i'll like put the date and i can actually i don't ever delete them i can go back and see what my actions were a year ago you know or whatever which is kind of annoying but it it's no, kind of, I like it's, that. It's, That's cool. It's, it's kind of cool to look back and say, "Oh, like I was doing that task a year ago. Like that's that's nothing now." Or you yeah. know what I mean? Like it's you can kind of see your growth through that. But it's interesting too. Like I'll most of the time, and I don't do it probably um, every little thing, but I try to put a lot of stuff in there, even if it's as simple as like turning in an application or calling this person or whatever like i'll try to put all that stuff in there number one just so i remember it you know it's just kind of it is a to-do list but i put actions on there because instead of having to do them then i get to show myself hey i am taking action you know instead of like a drag it's an action that i'm taking to move forward but uh it's interesting i'll get done with a day or every few days i'll go in there and look at that and be like, man, I just haven't gotten anything done the last few days, you know, kind of feel that way. Well, then you get going through your list and it's like, oh, yeah, well, I did that. Check that off. Oh, yeah, I, I did that. I checked that off. I did that. Yeah. Check that off. You know, a lot of times I think we enjoy the the work that we're doing. You know, we might enjoy going and meeting with that client. And so it doesn't register that we are working. But if you keep a list of it and you go in and check those off, it's like, OK, well, I, I did get it some stuff done today or the last couple of days or whatever, you know? And so yeah. that's one thing that I'm working on is just keeping track of it better so that I recognize it and give myself credit a uh, little bit, you know? So yeah, I really like that. But you can also see that as a major success principle. Cause if at the end of the day you go, man, I feel like I didn't do anything. Go look at your list and see everything that you did. Yeah. And you might not be able to put a dollar amount on all of that, but you filled your day with some, something. Mm-hmm. And I think it's even important to put on, you know, built legos with my yeah six-year-old mm-hmm. that's a win everything is work yeah yeah for sure for yeah sure. i like that a lot we and it's hard too because in a job you know like say at the fire department you go and work a day at the fire department it's like okay well i worked 10 hours today yeah or whatever the number is well if you really break it down into tasks yeah. you might not have worked 10 hours <laughs> that day you might have worked two hours that day yeah and now that's being honestly reflected as you're an entrepreneur Yep. You know, you're not you're not chunking off work as just a time, uh, you know, hours per day. You're chunking it off in what tasks did I perform or what tasks or what value did I add? And so Oof. it what looks, if we were paid off of value. It looks a lot different because you might not give yourself credit for something, you know, the phone calls today. How do I put a value on that? Yeah. Well, it's hard to today, but if it that gets you to where you need to be on a million dollar project there was a lot of value there but you just it's it's impossible to track it yeah so it it is hard going from the job mindset to the entrepreneur mindset of chunking off what actually work and action and that is i don't know that's something hard it's something to think about well and it's it would be it would be near impossible if not impossible like not a lot of things are impossible let's say but this might be if you could evaluate every single minute of every single day and every single task and be putting it into monetary value passive income active income um love of my family children how 
oh, someone needs to figure this out. How cool would that be? Yes, some <laughs> app that is tracking everything that you do at all times and 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 watched over by the ministry of truth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no kidding. But it no, sounds it, like a social credit <laughs> system. Uh, anonymous for myself, <laughs> blockchain-based. Um, it would just be so interesting because everything that we do plays into everything else that we do. How we do anything is how we do everything. So, yeah. You know, if you're 100% focused on that kid playing Legos for that time, but then I can also come over and we can do a podcast and I'm 100% focused at this time. Like, it would just, uh, it'd be very interesting. And that's something we could probably take some mental notes on. And what I like about what what you do, writing your stuff down each day, is you, you kind of can. You know, you could put off to the side some numbered value of, like, what your focus was on that. And, you know, not saying monetary value. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could be, man, I can check that off. How much did I execute or how well did I do that? I can check that off on business. I can check this off on recreation. Yeah. Like, that's cool. That would be interesting to track it, even in categories like you're talking. Yeah. And and what kind of balance are we living? And we've talked about balance before. I I don't believe that balance in any given day or week or even month exists, but over a long period of time i think my life is balanced yeah but i don't know that's just i think if you could do what you're doing and then categorize it that'd be cool i'll have to see if i can figure out a way to do that yeah and what, i don't know and it, I, it comes down to categories it's yeah. like you know do i categorize each child or is it just children <laughs> in general or, yeah. you know, is it family or is it wife plus all kids like the, it would all be totally individualized well and even just even like you're saying though just having an overall idea and, and being conscious of that, you know, am I spending, am I fishing 90% of the time and work and works 5% and families 2% and well, that would be a good thing to know if you can't yeah. recognize that on your own, that you're doing that. Yeah. It would be a good thing to know. So you can go, Oh wait, I, I probably shouldn't be fishing 90% yeah. of the time. Unless- I probably can break that down to 85% yeah. and, and fit some other stuff yeah. in there. Unless that 5% of work is producing that lifestyle of 90% of fishing that you want. Yeah. You know, that's like, true. It, that's it, the hard thing too, is figuring out the value of each thing, you know, like yeah. take for instance, like the fire department, there was a, I can think of a lot of days where, you know, we would get a lot of our stuff done by noon say yep and then it's like okay what do we you know work out another time today and let's go wash the trucks another time and go through gear another time or sometimes you just hang out yeah but there's also value there if there's a call like there's absolutely you know and so that's hard to you know like just from the outside it could be like oh well you guys sat around all day and got got paid for it you know which is what we would get from people from time to time or or you guys are getting paid to sleep well yeah i can see maybe where that perception is but what you're not thinking about is adding the value of if an accident does happen we are here ready to go they're ready to go and morale is high enough that i actually give a crap about giving compressions and epinephrine and you know doing the right thing right yeah exactly and so you know there's kind of it's so hard to look at other people and value what work is or how much work they're doing or what value they're adding because a lot of times we we don't necessarily maybe know exactly but i think as an individual practice it's very important to go through and say okay 
where where am I spending time? Where am I spending thought, energy, and and focus, and kind of go through that? I don't know. Yeah, thoughts are a big one. I mean, you you've talked about soundtracks a lot. Yeah. So I started listening to it finally, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, where our thoughts go, and we know it, we say it, you mm-hmm. know, where thoughts go, energy flows, and all this stuff. But really, where are your thoughts all day long? What soundtracks are they playing? Is it success? Is it poverty? Is it political? I mean, if we're just following the political realm and we're just on Twitter all day long, it's going to be really hard to get outside of life and be successful. And even if you are successful, it's going to feel very difficult or it's going to be very difficult to feel successful when everything feels like you're losing because you're just on Twitter all day long. Yeah. Like it's it's very interesting, especially if you're a white male. Oh jeez, yeah, <laughs> no. yeah, yeah. I say that as a joke. Yeah, it's all joking. Yeah, yeah. Yes, this is a, a comedy we, podcast. We just we we laugh at all of the things just because we can. Well, if you if you don't laugh, you'll cry. That's true. So that's it. No, it, it's it, it, sadly there's truth to it. You know, if in in women's rights issues sometimes they don't want males to have a a, a say and in i don't know if there is male rights issues i don't even know if that's a thing but of course um not. yeah it's yeah. It, it, it it's interesting yeah life is interesting life is life is hard but life is fun life is ups life is downs and I mean, my takeaway from today is actually your list. I need to be better at listing what I'm doing because I know I do stuff for every single one of our businesses every single day. Mm-hmm. But there are many days that I get to the end and I'm like, dang it. You know, because yeah. as an entrepreneur, you can't add monetary value to everything that you're doing. But talking to that customer may kept, have kept them as a customer. Sure. You know, talking to that, that could That could be a $10,000 deal. I yeah. mean, you just never know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's my takeaway from today. I like that a lot. Cool. Yeah, no. I, you know, to me, I think um, that last stuff that we were were talking about, just our thoughts and figuring out where our focus is, I can tell the last couple weeks that I've, you know, just been kind of let that go on cruise control and not really had focused time on, okay, what are my goals? What am I focused on? What am I, you know, it's kind of more of that just kind of let things float. And so, you know, I've seen your focus change. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. into just looking into some of that and not in a bad way. This is in a a totally good way. Yeah. Uh, Looking into products and services and, and that sort of thing. I actually love that. Dude, I've, I've, I've noticed that you (laughs) love that and I think it's way cool. Um, my wife every night's like, (laughs) cause they, yeah, every night my wife's like, are you on there looking again? Like, You're like they just woke it's, up. <laughs> it's fun, man. It yeah. is fun. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. So that has been a good, that has been a good focus in, in the last there. little bit, and that's been one of those things that you know some of my other stuff is in management mode, kind of sorta. And so it's like, hey, this is an exciting thing. Let's figure it out. And so that's been fun. That's been a good focus, yeah. and I'm excited to get that rolling. It's cool, and it and it's tough to add a monetary value to now. Yeah, but later on, who who knows? Mm-hmm. And you're enjoying it. That's what that's what it's all about: passion, value. Writing your stuff down every day. Yeah, write down what you've done. I love it. No, I love I need it too. To do it more. Well, me too. I'm gonna do that. I I've been trying to be better about journaling, 
but I'm a crappy journaler. Cause I'm like, I woke up today and yeah. then I went and did this and, and I'm like writing it like my posterity is going to really care. So I won't write some stuff down because I'm like, well, I don't want to think this. Or I don't want to think. And I actually read back to some journals in high school. I tried to make myself seem like such a ladies' man, like I was just some like chubby nerdy kid. And I'm like, I'm I'm terrible. Um, but I do the same thing now. It'd be so much better to actually write down. I woke up this morning and I gave my wife a kiss and I <laughs> said thank you to her and I ate breakfast and it was this and this is how I felt about that breakfast you know yeah I don't know I struggle with that too yeah it's hard yeah it's It's, tough it's uh yeah but it's also good I was listening to something the other day and I'm gonna butcher it all and I don't know exactly how it all went down but he was he was taking um somebody in the scriptures and talking about how they had journaled somehow. I'm going to find this out so I can actually give a better story. Mm-hmm. But pretty much talked about how they reached their level of success as a, you know, a, a prophet in the scriptures all through journaling. Um, and it was in the Bible. I just don't remember. I don't hmm. probably read it as much as I should. Yeah. So, um, but journaling is so dang important. And the, what's cool, what you're doing, and I know we're kind of wrapping this up, and I actually think you and I have a meeting um, with someone after this, <clears throat> but you are journaling. It's just a little different. Yeah, that's true. You know, you're, you're journaling, you're journaling every day. It's just, um, not, I woke up this morning and I ate breakfast and, uh, from yeah, what, but you can do it that way too, because yeah. you have, we both have, you know, we've shared with each other things that we've written in the past that are coming true now. Yeah. And so that is, that is, a, you know, like, I think however we express it, it is important to keep a record of it somehow well maybe it doesn't matter but it is i think it matters i guess because it is incredible to look back at some of those things and be like holy cow i forgot that i wrote this yeah this was what i was shooting for and look what i'm doing today like you sent me a paragraph that was almost identical to the life that you're living now and you had and you had totally forgot about it yeah so it's 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 we're man- manifesting. No, what's yeah. that called? Projecting. What else? Well, I mean, I mean maybe both. Yeah. Like, cause you projecting you, that, I think, yeah. um, <clears throat> you know, by writing it down and you're, you're building a, you're building a, a gap between your mental reality and actual reality. You know, you're saying I am, I mean, I can list I every day. I say every day I try every day. Um, I am a great and successful businessman. Yeah. I dress for success. Um, I am successful, or uh, yeah, you know, on the spot, it's not going to happen. Um, but I'm feeling healthy and great at 178, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, just that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to build in my mind that these are real, and then physical reality might be slightly different. So then my brain and body start to go, hey, we've got to fill these gaps in. So then you start to see opportunities and things throughout life and you can kind of move and manifest them into reality. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. And dressing for success has totally changed over the years, by the way. <laughs> I thought it was suit and tie. It's being in shorts all day long. <laughs> yeah. So that's right. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. Cool. I like, love it. Yeah. Thanks for today. We'll, we'll chat more tomorrow and maybe we can just kind yeah. of dive deeper into this. Yeah, I think so. I like, especially this, this, uh, stuff, 
maybe tomorrow too, like we, we talk about mindset so much, but there's some really good examples out there of how our mind, when we think about stuff or we write stuff down or we manifest it, our mind thinks that it, it doesn't know the difference between that and reality. Yeah. And so maybe we could dive some more into that. Cause I know that we, we have stuff that we've read and done mm-hmm. that are along with that. So that'd be fun. I know we talk about that a lot, but it's, yeah, let's dive deeper into it tomorrow. A pretty big success uh, principle, so yeah. let's do it. It's awesome. It might be the success principle. I think it probably, it, you're probably right, it probably yeah. is. And it probably ties into prayer and journaling and, you know, it yeah. goes deep. Meditation probably. and yep. maybe even psychedelics on the Ooh. other side of it. Oh, let's get into psychedelics <laughs> tomorrow. Things we've never done, but we'll talk about. <laughs> yeah, interesting so, stuff that yeah. we've heard lately. So yeah. cool. Awesome. We'll see you tomorrow. See ya.